How do you keep your kids safe around water? When do you start them in swim lessons? What kind of swim lessons should you seek out? If you're anything like us, these are the questions that keep you up at night as we start getting into the warm weather. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Laurel Pierce. She's the general manager of Safe Splash Swim School right here in Nashville, where we're based. And she's here to talk to us about water safety. Before we get into the episode, make sure to go subscribe to us on Patreon. We're going to go on hiatus here in a couple of weeks from our main podcast, but we'll still be releasing the 10-Minute Gab Fest every single Wednesday on Patreon, plus some fun extra bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash Mom to get signed up. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. The same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Do you guys get scared about your kids being around water? Especially All the time. During summer? Every day. I have a major anxiety about water. And I had this moment with Radley probably two years ago now, and Jen, you'll appreciate this because we were at our friend Amy Kennedy's house. Oh, yeah. She has this epic pool. Oh, God, and yes. we went to visit her and we were going to take the kids swimming. At the time, I had two kids. I had Radley, who was five at the time, and Bash, who was a few, I mean, he was probably six months old. So just old enough to get in a pool. And Amy has a couple kids too, who were like doting on Radley and hanging out with the baby. And I went to get the baby in his swimsuit. Rad was already dressed. And all of a sudden, Rad walks in from her French doors, wet from the waist down. Mm -hmm. I freaked out because all of a sudden I realized he had gotten in the pool by himself. Yeah. And it was a combination of fear and guilt and all those things where I just, and the what ifs in my head <laughs> were overwhelming. Thank God Amy was there because she was pretty calm about it. She goes, well, now we've learned our lesson. We never get even near the pool without mommy. He goes, well, mom, I only went on the steps. And I was thinking like, God forbid he saw like a pool toy that he yeah. thought he wanted to go after. And at the time he was kind of cocky about thinking he could swim <laughs> when really he could only swim with swimmies. Right. And we've gone through this evolution with Rad where he thought he could swim and then he, we, we've done a series of swim lessons with him where he realized he could not swim. <laughs> and it was almost like that and the pandemic where he just wasn't, we don't have a pool at our house. We don't have a pool in our neighborhood. And so he went a long time without being around water. And then when we introduced it, him to water again, we, we did these private lessons for him. And the instructor we had at the time was basically just like, you jump in and you try to swim repeatedly without a lot of other tools in their toolbox. Ouch. And all it did was make him terrified of the water. And he's already a kid who had like never liked water over his face in the shower as a baby, was very sensitive to water temperature. He's a sensitive child, okay? <laughs> That's when he's a sensitive child. Aww. And so he developed this major water phobia about two years ago to the point of where I had all this anxiety about my now almost nine-year-old not being able to swim. And... To me, that became not just a like, he's going to be embarrassed around his friends. I remember, Jen, you moving into a neighborhood here in Nashville with a pool and saying, like, come to a pool day. And I'm thinking, I can't do a pool day because I don't know how to keep my kids safe. We have a guest with us tonight to talk about water safety. And I am going to just say that I'm very excited to have her here. Laurel, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. What is the time when you should really start thinking about swim lessons? How do you approach that when it's time? We can start lessons as early as six months old. And it 
it's different for every parent. It, it kind of depends on what your goals are. And I mean, even just your exposure to the pool, but it's never too early to start swim lessons. And kind of the biggest thing or biggest mistake that a lot of parents make is thinking, oh, I'll just get in swim lessons two months before summer. We don't have to continue in the summer because we'll be playing in the pool a lot. And then they stop swim lessons in August and don't start back up again until March. Well, they just went half more than half a year without touching the water. Right. And it's kind of like when your kids, if you just like ha have them stop learning, have them stop going to school for that long, like they're going to regress a little bit and they're going to have to learn like you're going to have to pick up what what you've left off or, or pick up even before what you left off because yeah. they, they forget. And I mean, none of us have any experience with that. <laughs> not going to school for a year. No, <laughs> no, but like, I mean, swimming is not one of those skills where I'm not going to say it's a use it or you lose it. But like you do have to still be in the water and and kind of the way that we approach swim lessons is you come once a week and it's continuous all through the entire year. Like we don't stop ever and so a lot of our kids that started at say age two well well i mean a lot of kids can't really do a whole lot at two but they're at least learning safety and like how to sit on the dock how to you're not allowed to come swim out into the pool until it's your turn and um, just like learning how to follow directions when you're around water um, but some of those kids that have been coming for so long are now three they have not stopped coming to swim lessons and I would feel totally comfortable with them jumping in a pool, turning around and getting back to the wall. Now, that doesn't mean that they can swim unsupervised. And kind of like you guys have said, I don't think that anyone should ever swim unsupervised. Heck, even I should not go to a pool by myself and swim unsupervised because truly anything could happen. Yeah. Like I am a very, very competent swimmer, swam D1 through college, like, but no one should ever be swimming alone. And yeah. I think that you, you never really know what can happen. And so just getting kids in those consistent swim lessons and not thinking like, oh, I'll just take a break for the summer. Or I'll take a break for the winter. And I, I get it. It's an investment. But I do like, in kind of our our philosophy, like swimming is truly a life skill. And so it's not something that's just like, oh, well, we could go play soccer or play basketball. Like, yes, those are all fun, great things. And I, I fully think that kids should be involved in sports. But like swimming, not only can it be fun and can it turn into a sport, but it is a life skill. Like everyone needs to know how to swim. So do you guys have that same anxiety when it comes to water? Um, I do because John's like such a big water bug. And so for me, when Loxley was like six months old, he's like, we have to get her in swim lessons. But she was born in the middle of a pandemic. And so nothing was open. And so I'm like, she takes a bath every night. We work on kicking in the bathtub. Like, let's just stick with that. But now that she's old enough and friends have pools and now we have a pool at our vacation house, like, it is something that is such a high priority for our safety. It's it's a big thing for us because my husband and I are both, we love the water and our kid is terrified to get her face wet. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's a common problem that a lot of kids have. And I'm not gonna say that, I, I do think that there's things that you can do to help them, um, but it's not always going to be the perfect solution. Like if they don't like water going over their face in the shower, don't stop doing it. Um, because they're going to have to get used to having water in their face. Like that, that's something that's never going to change. You're never going to learn how to swim if you can't get comfortable with the water in your face. Now, kind of on the flip side, a lot of what we try to do at swim lessons is introduce the water in a very positive, friendly, happy, safe manner. 
And so, so many different times parents will come in and three weeks later, they'll be like, bath time has just changed completely. Like they're no longer afraid of getting their face wet. It's just made it so much of a more positive experience because they finally are just getting used to water in their face. And so I try to always tell parents, like when you're at home, practice bubbles in the bathtub, like just little things that they learn at swim lessons. It's kind of making it fun. Like, well, here's what I learned at swim lessons today. Let's show mom and dad at home. What happens? I, I was so, just going to ask. I was going to say, is she comfortable doing bubbles? So in we your do bathtub? bubbles in the bathtub, but what actually ends up happening is she drinks the bathtub water. So I was just going to say, what happens with that? But if her face gets wet in the shower, she full on freaks out, has a panic attack. Like, is that normal? I mean, there are definitely every kid is going to be different. So some of them are going to have just that fear that they just seem like they can never get over. And and some kids are just going to be that way. And it's, it, it's going to take more time. And so it's just being patient with them. And like, you don't want to give in every single time and just be like, oh, we're going to protect your face at all costs. Never let any water get in it. But just trying to be more gentle with the approach. And like, it, for something like at swim lessons, we'll take little cups and gently like pour it from the back of their head to the front of their head let them get more used to it and more comfortable with it before forcing them to like put their face in the water and blow bubbles. But also just teaching them the right way to blow bubbles so that they're not just sucking in the water can be super helpful as well. Jen, do your kids know how to swim? Have you dealt with the phobia of water? I've, my kids have all been scared of water in various capacities, but not in a like panic attack way, but they all, they have all had like Mm -hmm. real fear of water. Um, We've taken, we've had pools in every neighborhood we've lived in. We've never like, we've always, I've always bathed with all my kids, you know, every night. So they've always been exposed to it. I have it's weird. I have a phobia of having a pool in my backyard. Like Same. I do not want one Me period too. ever. When my kids are like gone or high schoolers, that's different. But I get that you can fence it and you can do like any number of, of things to make it safe, put pool arms. But I just, it's a phobia of mine. So I, I never, I realized with all of my children, we did like YMCA swim lessons. We did pool swim lessons at our neighborhood swim club, but we never did like real swim lessons. And really the, the two that got the most of that were my oldest, Ava and Charlie. Mason never was in any kind of swim. But Mason did always think he could swim, much like Radley. Yeah. Because about three or four years ago, when we lived in in Virginia, we had like a 4th of July party at the pool and they dumped like... I don't know, 500 gold coin, gold dollars in the pool. And they let all the kids like jump in and get them. Well, Mason disappeared from us as we were walking out. Like we were all packed up in clothes, ready to go. And he, I look over and someone is pulling him out of the pool (gasps) by the arm. He had literally walked over to the side of the pool, jumped in with everyone. I mean, literally in 10 seconds. And the owner, the the owner, the manager's husband was like looking down at him. And he says, oh, he's just looking up at me on the bottom of the pool, just kind of like waving like, hey, I'm down here. Like not even no. worried about it and it became that's obvious. so mason it, became, it is right it's totally mason it became <laughs> obvious he could not swim and thank so, god people were watching though it's true and there were so many people there right at the side of the pool at that moment but i mean he literally we were leaving we were dressed and walking to the parking lot and he darted he off was and did dressed? that yes he was he had swim trunks and flip-flops on but he we okay. were i mean like we were fully clothed leaving like not sort of hanging out. Well, that's one of the things that gave me anxiety is like the overconfidence. It should should give you, and, and the truth is all of my kids, except for Evie can, can save themselves. And Ava and Charlie can certainly swim well, but they are all this year 
um, for the first year joining swim team. And ours yeah. is, the, it's the first year. It's the inaugural year of the Providence Sharks. I'm just saying, they're very excited. <laughs> and they are going to do it because it's going to give them so much pool exposure with coaches and stroke clinic, which is what they need. They right. need to learn yeah. to swim, not just how to save themselves. So right. that's where my kids are right now. Well, but and Evie is a different story. I feel like with Radley, I wanted him, for my own anxiety, I wanted him to be safe. But for him, I wanted him to understand that the water can be such a fun, joyous place to yes. be. I have a huge phobia of a pool in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of moms, you know, we were we were talking recently about how with, you know, social media consumption, it's like and the news and all that stuff. You just see all the worst stories. And then you have something that hits home as much as Granger Smith in the yes. country music community mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. happened to his son when they did have a fence. And he his kid was used to being around the water. And you just feel like anything can happen. We're out on the boats a lot. Yeah. And to me, what is even more terrifying than a pool in my backyard is lakes in our backyard, because there is something about not being able to see the bottom, knowing that if my child slipped from my hands, I would not be able to find them. And that lake phobia, like the phobia, I guess it's a phobia. I don't know if it's a fear. It's a fear or phobia. We already talked about this. I think it's a fear. You it's, don't have an actual phobia of lakes. You just no, have a fear. I have a fear of, yes. It's and, when you can't see your feet. Yes. Like that's, and I'm with you on, I know exactly where you're going because yeah. you know, John and I are boat people. Yep. We get boats yep. every month, every summer. We're on the lake no less than twice a month. We're big paddle boarders and we put a life jacket last summer. We put a life jacket on Loxley and put her on the paddle board with us. Yes. And like in a very shallow area, but we were scared to do that because last they summer, you know, those things she so was just a year last summer mm -hmm. when we were doing this, a, a year to like 14 months was like the oldest. And I'm like, uh, this might be a little like risky for us. Like that's probably a big no, no. I shouldn't even like say that we did that, No, I'm with but you. it's such a part of our lifestyle. And so I'm curious because I will say we're very privileged to live in Nashville where we have swim schools readily available if we need them. But like, I feel like there's, we have listeners and there's a lot of moms that they, they don't have year round swim lessons. So what are some tick, tips or tricks or tools that parents can do with their kids to prepare them um, if they don't have swim lessons available? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is is just continually talking about water safety, um, making sure that they know that you're, you can't even go near a pool without an adult, without someone that's with you. Um, I mean, obviously, there's skills that you can work on in the bathtub, such as blowing bubbles and kicking your feet. But at the end of the day, a bathtub is nothing compared to an actual pool. Um, but making sure that if they don't know how to swim, having a good like Coast Guard approved life-saving device, like a life jacket is like the best thing that you could be using. Um, Cause one thing that we see a lot is kids will wear the little floaties that are just like on their arms and that promotes vertical swimming. So like that just keeps them afloat up here and their legs are sinking down underneath them. You can't swim like that. No one can swim like that. I mean, as you get older and stronger, you can learn to tread water. And yes, that'll be in a vertical position. But other than that, like you cannot swim in that vertical position. So if you're at least wearing a life jacket, something that's more through like your stomach and back, then it'll, you can at least like start to work towards getting onto your stomach. And it's just getting comfortable being in that position versus vertical. Okay. So I because we're a big water family, I bought probably every water like device for my kids. So I have a few questions on 
certain devices that you're probably aware of, the Otteroo. Do you know what that is? I don't think so. Okay, so we got this for, I'll show you a picture of it. Oh we, my God. We got this oh, for- Oh, is that the neck thing? Yeah, we got this oh for Lord. Loxley. She hated it. Well, it was like a you? total fail. So it's it, just a float. It's like a float that goes around the neck. I know what that is, yes. Ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so we got this. Like an inner tube for It your neck. literally gave her so much anxiety. I don't know where those, those are fo- Photoshop smiles. That they have is. to, I'm showing Laurel a picture right now and it's baby smiling wearing this. Okay, so um, wait, what do you think so about that So what thing? do you think about that? Just looking at it. No, I- I'm sure that some kids will find that enjoyable and parents are like, oh, it's, I don't have to hold my baby right away. But like, that is never a position that a baby is going to need to be in to save themselves. And so you're just promoting bad positioning in the water. Okay. So the other one that I'm going to ask you about is, and we have this one too. I don't know if I'm going to say it right. It's, uh, the mambo. What is this? The, the mamba baby. Have you seen these? We, what is it called? Mamba? uh, Okay, so this is what it's like, and it teaches. It's supposed to teach them how to kick, and like, like you strap them in front, yeah. facing life jacket. But you, thing. you can also turn them their other way and strap them in. Mambo baby, mambo baby, is that what it's called? Yeah, we have it says one mambo the- baby, but then it says the brand is mambo baby. Well, that's Amazon. That's it's probably okay, well, China it, it doesn't look as bad as the first one. Uh-huh. Um, Ergonomic 40 degree angle. So it's at least, I mean, <laughs> they're trying, right? I can't see where they really get strapped in. Like, oh, they're completely strapped in. in like the they're supposed see to be that's like, like a five point harness. Yeah. Okay. Them. Okay. It's okay. Bo- and like, I will say when I, we put her in this in, in Florida and she cannot, it cannot flip mm-hmm. no matter what, which is awesome. And I, what I do like about this is we were able to let her independently kick around in the pool and she wasn't scared and that was like reassuring for me as a mom and we didn't ignore her but we tried to like not we're in the pool let's have right, fun right. we just tried to like let her be in the water and have a snack or like have a conversation but she cried and went hysterical at the beginning of that but eventually she just kind of started kicking around and doing her own thing because she was like safe and in it so are these i'm i am the person that will buy everything (laughs) when it comes to like swim safety Uh so i love that you said the otteroo was a no because that was like it it was honestly a 30 dollar float that was like the worst investment ever i'm fascinated by this mambo baby but the mambo baby like it it has like worked for us like so as like a swim safe professional how do you feel about that I like it better than the first one. Okay. Um, I still, I think that it, it does promote learning to kick in a better position, um, but it is going to keep them up more at an angle than like you, at no time will you ever be swimming at an angle like that. Like right. in order to move forward, you need to be f- just flat on the water. So it like, it is still having them perched up a little bit, which uh-huh. is not a normal angle. And this is kind of like what our instructors work with too we'll have the kids hold on to our shoulders and like, as they're kind of getting used to it, maybe they're not as comfortable being super close to the water. So I might stand up out of the water a little bit more, but then the more that they get comfortable, I try to lower my body as close to the surface of the water as possible so that they are like, if my shoulders are totally underwater and they can be kind of in that good horizontal position. So yes, that one's definitely better. And at the end of the day, like, Kids, you're going to want to put some kind of flotation device on kids. Like you can't constantly hold all of your kids at the pool all at the same time. And so, I mean, supervision obviously is the number one most important thing, but 
any flotation device that's going to be Coast Guard approved. So, you know, that it's like really good and, and safe. My kids have always, whether or not they were in swim lessons, they have always worn those. They are Coast Puddle Guard jumpers. Approved. Yes. The, fl- the float that has it here and here. That's like styrofoam. Across the chest and around the arms. Yeah. Work it. Do they work? Do they not? So the thing that I don't like about those is that it goes across the arms. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, what saves your kid is the yeah. most important thing. So like, um, I always wonder because they have those at some of the swim parks, you know, and yeah. the, they're like, these are the ones we use. And so we had bought them and used them on cruises we have one and of those too. lakes. Yeah. And man, yeah, they at least fl- lay flat. Like when they want to swim, they can swim, you know? Yeah. No, it just anytime they have like kind of just the arm stuff, it can promote just kind of like, that's what I grew up arm. with is like the blow just up arm blow ones. Up ones. Yes. Yeah. And then my parents, so my bad. parents had, they, I don't know if I was wearing it wrong or if this was really a thing, but it was a styrofoam oval oh, that yes. they would strap to my back. And then I had to work so hard to get my head out of the water because when you've got styrofoam mm-hmm. on your back, it floats up and it pushes your head down. Yes. And I can remember as a little kid, because I was like, we, I mean, I can swim from a very, a time I was very young. When I was two, my dad was the MC of a ski show and they had this like child set of skis. They would pull us along. And I just was, I can't remember a time I wasn't in water. So it was crazy to me when my like now almost nine year old is just learning to swim. And I'm like, oh, that's completely my fault. What age supervised, of course, we can't reiterate that enough, but at what age would you expect a child to be able to swim independently? It, it very much varies. So, I mean, speaking from what we, who we have currently enrolled out of, let's say 600 swimmers right now, um, I have a three-year-old that can easily swim up and down the pool. Like she could join a swim team if she wanted to. Jeez. Wow. Um, but I also have a seven-year-old or even a nine-year-old that's terrified that has never really been in the water before. And so it really just varies. And I think with the three-year-old, like one in particular has been doing lessons for a very long, like started at a very young age and, and they just stuck to it and they've been doing it so consistently. So now by age three, she's a great competent swimmer. Um, but I, I'd say three, depending on when they get started and if you stay consistent, there's no reason, especially by like age four, that they can't be swimming all That's kind of so on their cool. own. Well, I remember be, I, I was raised every summer we spent at a pool. We didn't necessarily have that much pool time during the winter, um, which, like you said, is a very important thing to keep that consistency. And that's one thing we've been terrible at. I, I love that you said that because I grew up, we had a pond. And before that, we... Uh, we got we got a pond when I was four, and before that we Wait, would go. How do you get a pond? We dug a pond. <laughs> is that a thing? I was like, yeah. We ordered a pond on Amazon. No, it we, came uh, in. That is what no, I would do. No, we by dug the way. a pond. Came we dug a pond. No, like that's that's what you have to do. You have to dig ponds. No, no. And um, I was such a fish. I'm okay. I was such a fish that I. I was swimming by three and four. Like that wasn't uncommon. We were at the pool, and I was in swim lessons before that. But I. I mean, at five, it wasn't uncommon for my mom to be hanging laundry and me to be in the pond, like just swimming. (laughs) But I don't know why that's so funny. A pond? I would love a pond, I have to say. I would love to have a pond. I grew up in the country in Ohio. When I was six, it was the winter time and I had a friend over and the pond was frozen. And I was like, kind of like showing off 
and I fell through the ice. Oh, oh my, my goodness. And it was it was really scary. And I mean, you can swim all you want, but like if you fall through the ice, That's like different. the ice was like starting to come back. And like, yeah. I remember my mom taking like, a sledgehammer and trying to like crack the like oh it was God, like super I can't believe it, oh, I've never heard the story I don't talk about it I was really scarred from it <laughs> and getting hypothermia like it was an insane thing your but mom um, got, your mom is such a badass oh she, she was really like is. knocking it and I remember when she finally got my arms she was like breaking the ice and like shaking me because it was it's it start it's crazy ice starts to like form around you she was having to like swing me in the water to keep the ice broke up so she could pull me up holy crap and, but thank you to Laura Art. Um, she was my best friend in first grade, and she ran inside to get my mom when I fell through. <laughs> she, she saved my life. I also know about this method that I've heard about, and I actually really like that this is not the approach you guys take because to me, it could, in, it could go one of two ways, and I might be wrong about this, but that method where you just like throw a baby or a kid into a pool. Oh, ISR. And I get that you're trying to I think give them life-saving yeah. skills, I hear about this. but I'm really curious about your thoughts on that because Teddy is in swim class at Laurel's swim school right now, and it is such a gentle, lovely approach. And Teddy mostly likes the water. We do swim class right at her nap time, so she's usually pretty stoic. And like if Caleb gets a high five, shout out to Ari and Caleb, by the way, because they teach my kids <laughs> swim and they're amazing. Um, but it's like all about enjoyment and there's these cute little toys they use and Teddy can full on hang on to the side of the pool. Like she can hold her own body weight on the side of the pool, which Aww. to me at just turned one is a pretty big deal. And she's learning to crawl out of the pool and she's learning to be comfortable with her ears in the water, which I never realized it was her ears and baby's ears that are a big part of why they don't want to get, like it feels weird to get water mm -hmm. in your ears. So we dip their ears in the water and we like sprinkle water on their face with these cute little like skip hop cups. And so it's a lot about the fun of it. Like we throw little like, like little um, bath toy cows <laughs> and like they, they kick to get them. So what would you say is like your opinion on, <laughs> I love this very gentle method. I can't imagine just throwing my baby in the water, but people do that, right? Yeah, so I mean, I am not an expert in ISR. I don't know exactly what they do, so I don't want to necessarily speak on that. I do know that the way ISR works, they come for like 10 minutes a day, and it's like maybe six weeks in a row. Of, and it has to be every day, every right? Every single day. Caleb was kind of explaining this to us last week. Yeah, and so what we have seen is we get a lot of kids that have done ISR, and one of two things. One, it scared them to death. Like Seems they like it could so, give them so a phobia. yes. So terrified. They don't even, I mean, I guess it worked in the sense they're not touching a pool. They're not going near it. So they're not going <laughs> to drown. True. But they, then all of a sudden you want them to love the water and you've like screwed them yes, up. Seriously. Yes. So, I mean, we definitely have had our fair share of kids that are just absolutely traumatized because they did ISR and like the parents were like, they said it would get better. It never got better. And like, I just feel like we've, I wasted all this time and now we're having to start over because they're just so afraid. Yeah. Um, but then kind of for those that said it worked, like it worked for that time being, but if you do not continue, and this is the same thing, like even with our lessons where you want to be coming consistently, they stop coming to lessons. The parents will sign them up for like our lessons to kind of further their swimming. And they think like, oh, well, they know how to float on their back. Like they're, they're fine. They can be in the, this next level. And they, they can't really do anything else besides float on their back. That makes a lot of sense. And so like one of the things that we're always having to kind of reteach them is how to blow bubbles properly, which seems yeah. like such an elementary, easy skill to learn. 
But like you can float on your back all day long. But if you don't know how to blow bubbles, like it's going to be very hard for you to make it to the side of the pool if you were to fall in like where yeah. you have to swim a far away. Yeah. So I don't know the the whole point of ISR either, but I, I do think I remember from friends whose children have done it is the point is to flip onto your back and cry or scream so that you get someone's yes. It's like a yes. temporary life-saving maneuver versus like learning to swim right. and being yeah. com- super comfortable. Can you imagine your parent who's supposed to look out for you, like just throwing you in a pool? Like to me, that no, would break my heart. Like John did well, that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, by the way, I have done that with all of my no, children. So I'm sorry. They, one, she was not six months old too like it was it was a very fun. like gentle thing totally fun. but my fear is that she is so freaked out she's like <laughs> like just complete panic mode if water is on her face rad when we put him in a private swim lesson like i told you i'm not going to say what swim school it was but this this instructor just basically wanted him to like dive off of a block and try to freestyle over and over for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the moment that Radley felt unsafe, he just like, this was like mid COVID and he's clinging. And so then all of a sudden as a mom, I have anxiety about putting him back in swim lessons. Cause I'm like, is he going to be that kid? Well, and I think kind of too, even going back on the ISR thing, like kids cry and they get upset and, and like, a lot of the times, even in ISR, they'll get over it and they'll learn and then they'll come to us to further their yeah. swim skills. And if that's the approach that you want to take, like by all means do that, that uh, we will gladly take you in and, and kind of teach you those next skills. But kind of another part of it, like we do see those crying kids that are terrified that do not want to get in the water. And a lot of parents just want to go out there and, and like comfort and console them and like, be with them. And honestly, most of the time that makes it worse. Um, we try, like, I, I can only imagine how hard it is to just watch your kid cry, but typically they're just crying because they're in a new environment. They're not having to do anything that's truly scary in the sense of, like, we do not dunk them underwater. Like we wait until they are fully ready to be putting their face in the water to, to be having them try underwater skills. And so I just try to always reassure parents, like, crying is extremely normal they are very young like it's it's if it doesn't happen I'm shocked like almost always there's crying for the little ones and it's just I I know that everyone has their different parenting approaches but like you if you go out there because they're crying you're kind of just letting them know like well every time you cry I'm going to come out and get you and I've never not one time have we had a kid that has stuck it out that it hasn't gotten over it that where they yeah. like couldn't get past the crying, couldn't get past the fear. I'm almost nervous um, with putting her in swim. I or not nervous, but I think that it might be better if I'm not with her yeah. with swim mm-hmm. because I'm her comfort and I'm her safety. I want her to learn that if she falls in a pool, it's on her. Mm-hmm. She's got to right. get out. Well, like <laughs> no, in the sense that like you're going to drown. Like you need to learn how to like kick it and swim. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I don't want her to think I'm going to save her. I think the first few lessons I need to be there, but like I would almost rather kind of a parent's hands off approach. Yeah. So a lot of the time when it's a kid's first lesson, especially when they're like two, three years old and they're just like having a total meltdown. I try to always ask the parent, like, do you mind if I just take them in and I will take them, I will carry them in. I've had my hair ripped out. I've been kicked, punched. 
Oh, I don't rock care. Star. I don't care because the feeling of three weeks later when they no longer cry walking in is worth it. Like I, you can punch me all you want, but seeing a kid get over it after three weeks and suddenly like we had a little boy, I mean, scream bloody murder, his entire, the entire 30 minutes, his first two lessons. Third week wasn't as bad, still cried the entire 30 minutes. Fourth week comes back, cries for 15 minutes. Then suddenly he's like, okay, this isn't so bad. He gets out of the water after the lesson, comes into the lobby. He just turned two years old, screams to the lobby. I did it. Oh, I did it. No. I did it. And I was like, this is why I do what I do. Like that moment right there. And the mom just trusted me to like sit with her kid that, who was crying and having a complete meltdown. And I just sat there with him, like just let him cry it out. And he slowly got more comfortable with what we were asking him to do. And now he is as happy as can be coming to that is lessons. the best story and the cool thing about this particular swim school is that you guys haven't been there yet but it's got like basically glass where you can sit behind it which is also nice because you don't have to sit in the heat of the <laughs> pool um, but you can watch what's going on and then they have a day that's like the last day of every month where you can kind of like go in that's and they get to week. show off <laughs> and the kids love that uh, and then aside from that it's like you just sort of let the instructors be the person who's helping them get comfortable and I think it's so great to hear you say that because for me this might sound like I'm a terrible mother but I'm less worried about my kid having a meltdown than I am about the instructor having to deal with that meltdown well and like as, I just want to go like I'm so sorry my kid's being crazy and no and as instructors I mean everyone's trained and and like I always train new instructors on past experiences or, or kind of just let them know what's normal what's not normal and every instructor kind of has their own different background like always working with kids so they everyone has had that childcare experience in the sense of no chance have you not worked with a kid that hasn't had a meltdown. Yeah. Um, but just knowing how to get over it and how to help them work through it. I mean, when a kid gets that upset, there is absolutely no reasoning to be done with them. Like yeah. they, they're upset. It is what it is. Like you just have to try to continue on. And I mean, we've even had kids that will scream for 30 minutes and then go home later that night. Mommy, look what I learned at swim lessons today. Wow. And the mom's like, I watched you scream and cry for 30 minutes, not participate in one <laughs> single thing. Like, what do you mean? And so it's like, even though she was screaming, she still picked up on yeah. what the instructor was asking her to do. And so then was able to progress. Like the next time she came back, she was totally fine. I can vouch that Radley went into, I mean, when we started talking about doing swim lessons at Safe Splash, he saw that I had the website pulled up and I was looking at what level my kids needed to be at. Mom, why are you pulling that up? What is that? What is that? What is that? His anxiety just at the idea of being in a pool was so high. And Laurel recommended a certain swim instructor. And the crazy thing is like the approach that she took day one made him feel excited and empowered instead of, and this is me like bragging about you guys, Laurel, because it's so true. Because the gentle approach and the it's fine if you get upset approach and also making me feel like, you guys were cool with that and were working with that and you knew what you were getting into. Radley walked out of his first swim lesson and he goes, mom, I'm finally progressing. Oh, and it's so like, sweet. he just felt excited. And since that day, I mean, I have video of him that very first day with a huge smile on his face. Like I could get emotional about it because it's such mm. a big deal for me because he is now excited to get in the water. He can't wait for swim. He's like, oh, is it Tuesday yet? He gets so excited. And I'm talking about a kid who was completely phobic. But the weird thing is exactly what Laurel said is that even like him just like that experience in the water 
even those lessons while he'd been like screaming, crying, apparently he picked up some stuff because now I took him swimming at the Y the other day, just me and him. And he started diving for dive toys (laughs) and he had to swim down and he's doing these things where he can like swim to me and he can actually maneuver in the water in a way where he, I I'll be nervous that he's going to scare himself again because he's been down so long. And really he's just learning like to what extent he can be under the water. So I feel like there is really something to be said. Now you can come to our pool this summer. I I actually feel like that's true. Yeah. Well, are you going to actually invite me this summer? Well, you know, COVID made it so we couldn't have guests. No non-members. Yeah. And then the year before we could have guests, but I think maybe she invited me one time. I'm still mad about this, by the way, I'm bitter. You invited me one time. We, I packed up my kid, got my swimsuit on, drove there, waited on your ass for 20 minutes. I I was sitting at the pool for 20 minutes and a hundred degree parking lot. And she couldn't find her key card. And she's like, can we reschedule? Jen, you need to go give Kayla a hug. I do. Or pour another glass of wine. I can't decide which one. It truly is never too early to start swim lessons. And I think it's more so figuring out what your goal is. So like, and, and that goal can change over time. If your first goal is like, I just want my kid being comfortable by the water, then like we, I, I truly try to communicate with people and figure out what their goals are. Like this week is splash and tell. So that's where all the parents go out at the end, get to hear about their kid's progress and then talk to the instructor. And I always try to encourage people at that time to, or like our instructors even, to ask the parents, like, what do you want to see these next couple of weeks? I mean, is it just like getting more comfortable blowing bubbles? Is it getting more comfortable kicking? Is it figuring out how to get out of the water on your own? And some parents are like, want the more aggressive approach in the sense of like, we, we just want our kids swimming. We, we want to wait, which one am I? (laughs) But, and then, I mean, we have some that like, they don't care how long it takes for their kid to swim. They just want them to have fun while they're doing it and be safe. And so it's like everyone, we can accommodate all goals. Like if your goal is a, a very long, like a slower approach of just like really trying to be like calm and welcoming and and just like a very, very gentle approach. We can absolutely do that. Now we are not going to take the, the, our opposite side of that of just like tossing a kid in the pool. We definitely don't (laughs) believe in that, but I like me as an instructor myself, like I definitely am a pusher. Um, I believe like I swam all my life and I want to, I want to see kids swim. Um, And I think the cool thing about us is we do have so many different instructors with so many different personalities. And so sometimes like I might be an awesome instructor for one kid and a terrible instructor for another kid and just based on personality alone. And I think that one of the cool things that we can do is is try to find that match. And so there's been plenty of times where like our best instructor, a parent is like, you know, they're not really vibing with them. Like, is there someone else that you could recommend? And so it's just kind of talking about the goals with the parent. And that it's okay to do that. Yeah. And then figure out, okay, like this is the type of approach you want. Let's try this instructor. And every one of our instructors has been requested for various reasons, whether it's like they just, they've progressed really well with them or they made my kid feel so safe. All of them have their strengths. You were very specific about what instructor my kids should have. Yeah. And also, can I just say that there are monkeys and flamingos on the ceiling at this <laughs> swim school, okay? So it's like, it's not just like going to a random community pool or like whatever in swimming. Like there are stalls for each lesson and then kids need to be on their back, right? They need to be comfortable on their back. And Teddy's favorite thing is pointing at, at the, the monkeys. monkeys on the ceiling. Yeah. 
reach out to us if you're interested in one of these Nashville locations because um, we know people. <laughs> so make sure you reach out. Make sure you check out safesplash.com. And we'll see you tomorrow. Alrighty, thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.